the takeaway, given what we know about learning differences, what's the takeaway? Be the one in charge. There's an old truism from sales school that says, you can't shoot a deer from the lodge. The same goes for learning. You have to suit up, get out the door, and find what you're after. Mastery, especially of complex ideas, skills, and processes, is a quest. It's not a grade on a test, something bestowed by a coach, or a quality that simply seeps into your being with old age and gray hair. Embrace the notion of successful intelligence. Go wide. Don't roost on a pigeonhole of your preferred learning style, but take command of your resources and tap all of your intelligences to master the knowledge or skill you want to possess. Describe what you want to know to do or accomplish. Then list the competencies required, what you need to learn, and where you need to find the knowledge or skill. Then go get it. Consider your expertise to be in a state of continuing development. Practice dynamic testing as a learning strategy to discover your weaknesses and focus on improving yourself in those areas. It's smart to build on your strengths, but you will become more, even more competent and versatile if you also use testing and trial and error to continue to improve in those areas where your knowledge or performance are not pulling their weight. Adopt active learning strategies like retrieval practice, spacing, and interleaving. Be aggressive like those with dyslexia who have become high achievers. Develop workarounds or compensating skills for impediments or holes in your aptitudes. Don't rely on what feels best, like a good pilot checking his instruments Use quizzing, peer review, and other tools described in Chapter 5 to make sure your judgment of what you know and can do is accurate and that your strategies are moving you toward your goals. Don't assume that you're doing something wrong if the learning feels hard. Remember that difficulties you can overcome with greater cognitive effort will more than repay you in the depth and durability of your learning. Distill the underlying principles. Build the structure. If you're an example learner, Study examples two at a time or more, rather than one by one, asking yourself in what ways they are alike and different. Are the differences such that they require different solutions, or are the similarities such that they respond to a common solution? 
break your idea or desired competency down into its component parts. If you think you are a low structure builder or an example learner trying to learn new material, pause periodically and ask what the central ideas are, what the rules are. Describe each idea and recall the related points. Which are the big ideas and which are supporting concepts or nuances? If you were to test yourself on the main ideas, how would you describe them? What kind of scaffold or framework can you imagine that holds these central ideas together? If we borrow the, win the winding stair metaphor as a structure for Bruce Hendry's investment model, it might work like something like this. Spiral stairs have three parts, a center post, treads, and risers. Let's say the center post is the thing that connects us from where we are down here to where we want to be, up there. It's the investment opportunity. Each tread is a, an element of the deal that protects us from losing money and dropping back and each riser is an element that lifts us up a notch. Treads and risers must both be present for the stairs to function and for a deal to be attractive. Knowing the scrap value of box scores is a tread. Bruce knows he won't get less than that for his investment. Another tread is a guaranteed lease income while his capital is tied up. What are some risers? Impending scarcity which will raise values, the like new condition of the cars, which is latent value. A deal that doesn't have treads and risers will not protect the downside and or reliability deliver the upside, rather reliably deliver the upside. Structure is all around us and available to us through the poet's medium of metaphor. A tree with its roots, trunks, and branches, a river, a village, encompassing streets and blocks, houses and stores and offices. The structure of the village explains how these elements are interconnected so that the village has a life and a significance that would not exist if these elements were scattered randomly across an empty landscape. By abstracting the underlying rules and piecing them into a structure, you go for more than knowledge. You go for know-how. And that kind of mastery will put you ahead. Increase your abilities. In a famous study from the 1970s, a researcher showed nursery school children one at a time into a room with no distractions except for a marshmallow resting on a tray on a desk. As the researcher left the room, 
the child was told he could eat the marshmallow now or if he waited for 15 minutes, he would be rewarded with a second marshmallow. Walter Mischel and his graduate students observed through a mirror as the children faced their dilemma. Some popped the marshmallow into their mouths the moment the researcher left, but others were able to wait. To help themselves hold back, these kids tried anything they could think of. They covered their eyes with their hands, rested their heads on their arms, talked to themselves, sang, invented games with their hands and feet, and even tried to fall asleep. To avert their eyes and divert themselves from the reward. Of more than 600 children who took part in the experiment, only one-third succeeded in resisting temptation long enough to get the second marshmallow. A series of follow-up studies, the most recent in 2011, found that the nursery school children who had been more successful in delaying gratification in this exercise grew up to be more successful in school and in their careers. The marshmallow study is sublime in its simplicity and a metaphor for life. We are born with the gift of our genes, but to a surprising degree, our success is also determined by focus and self-discipline, which are the offspring of motivation and one's sense of personal empowerment. Consider James Patterson, a spirited 30-something Welshman, and his unwitting seduction by the power of mnemonic devices and the world of memory competitions. The word mnemonic is from the Greek word for memory. Mnemonic devices are mental tools that can take many forms, but generally are used to help hold a large volume of new material in memory, cued for ready recall. James first learned of mnemonics when one of his university instructors fleetingly mentioned their utility during a lecture. He went straight home, searched the web, bought a book. He could, if he could learn these techniques, he figured he could memorize his classwork in or short order and have a lot more time to hang out with friends. He started practicing memorizing things, names and dates for psychology classes, and the textbook page numbers where they were cited. He also practiced parlor tricks like memorizing the sequence of playing cards in a shuffle deck on string or strings of random murders, and cards in a shuffle deck or strings of random numbers read from lists made up by friends. He spent long hours honing his techniques, becoming adept, and the life of the party among his social set. The year was 2006, and when he learned of a memory competition to be held in Cambridge, England, he decided on a lark to enter it. There he surprised himself by taking first place in the beginner category, a performance for which he pocketed a cool 1,000 euros. 
He was hooked, figuring he had nothing else to lose by taking a flyer. He went on to compete in the first World Memory Championships in London that same year.